Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is Seattle pulled the David Goggins and took our fucking soul for the 16th time in a decade, man. Seattle's now 4-8. and eight. They've won four games, and half of those wins are against us, man. It's, it's pathetic. It's frustrating. It's infuriating. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Triumvirate. I'm your host, Pablo, and I'm joined by my two hermanos, Carlos and Tony. Saluden, pues. Que pedo. <laughs> guys <laughs> which means what fart <laughs> it doesn't quite translate very well in english but no we'll throw in some spanish here and there or spanglish so first half of this episode uh we'll relive the pain of sunday's game and then good thing is we'll move on to the Bengals for the second half of this episode although i don't know how much pain will will be lifted from talking about that either so anyway For this game, man, we've seen this movie at least 16 times as you (laughs) brought it up in the agenda, Carlos. It's just been total domination for, like like I said, for a decade now, since 2012 in the Harbaugh years. Uh, We've won four times, and I could only remember two of those wins, uh, obviously 2019. And at some point, Mullins beat Seattle, surprisingly. (laughs) And horrible. I, I, I had forgot. I had completely forgot about that. That's how messed up it is. The ones I remember, the only two victories I remember vividly are obviously the 2019 season by uh, an inch, by an inch, just the dramatic ending. And the other one that I remember the most um, was probably because after the victory, when Carlos Jr. to get some <laughs> like ah. at the celebration, but. That was back when Alex Smith and Frank Gore uh, beat Seattle. I think it was at Seattle, and I remember just after the after the, um, the post game, you know, Frankie G kind of running up behind Alex Smith and interrupting the the interview and him saying, "Well, today he became a man. Today he became a man." Oh, that, that was a long time ago. Was, saying yeah, that, that Alex, saying that Alex Smith had finally taken the next step, and I remember one of the touchdowns he did like a naked bootleg. That's back when North Turner was offensive coordinator, I think. And yeah. Alex Smith did like a naked bootleg and just, you know, ran free into the end zone, you know, lift up, lifting up the ball. And it was like, man, it was just, you know, a great feeling just to finally beat Seattle. Because I mean, they've, they've, it's been close with them and obviously not anymore. They've all. Yeah, you're they, talking about even before was, the Pete Carroll and Russell yeah, this, Wilson this, domination. This, this was back when Mike Holmgren was was the coach uh, for yeah. Seattle, but that's how pathetic and sad it's it's gotten, right? I think. Yeah. Seattle completely has our number. Uh, they completely just own the 49ers. It doesn't matter Harbaugh, Schmarbaugh, Kyle Shanahan. Doesn't matter. The they, Wizard. Yeah. yeah. They've just just find a way to beat us you know at home away doesn't matter and and i feel like you know you guys might agree or disagree here that this is one of the worst defeats because russell wilson you feel like he's on his way out he's on the decline he's not the same wilson and then pete carroll i mean they had only won three games you know one of them previously against us I, i think that's why it was such a letdown i thought even though i predicted the 49ers would lose and it'd be a low-scoring game, you know. Once you're living the game itself, it's always, it always gets you right. Like I, I just expected one of those games where we'd lose and a heartbreaker. But even though you know how the story's gonna end, it, it always just gets you. You get into it. It's, it's just, it's heartbreaking. What do you guys think? Is this one of the worst uh, defeats against Seattle? Go ahead, Tony. Oh man, it. it... It's just so hard because, like, like Paul said, we've seen this so many times. You know, stop me if this sounds familiar. 49ers, you know, take an early lead, get our hopes up. Man, man, maybe it's different this time. Maybe we could, you know, just stay consistent the whole game and beat them. We get some injuries in, in, in the game. Seattle comes back. They take the lead. 49ers, you know, get the ball and drive down with a chance to win it and get stopped short and Seattle wins. Yeah. Ah oh, man, it's it's it 
it's just so frustrating because it's it's set it's been set up like that so many times. I mean, even in the big games, right? You know, th- this game, like like Paulo said, maybe was a little bit more frustrating because, like you said, maybe Seattle, maybe this era is on its way out. But even back then, when Seattle had their their really good team, you know, their their Super Bowl team, and we played them in that NFC Championship, same thing in that game. You know, it, it came down to to the last play and just couldn't get it done then, and you couldn't get it done now. Yeah, and when it when it comes to regular season play, I would say <clears throat> say that this this loss has moved up to the top of my list before. And, and it's just talking about the the games against the Seahawks. I think the last time where I felt, you know, with you know, c- conviction that we should win this game was the first season in which Colin Kaepernick was a starter, and we were, you know, I think, you know rolling into Seattle, but I felt, man, no way, you know, Kaepernick, he's legit. You know, I think he's better than Russell Wilson at the time. That's how I felt. And like, we're working to get him. And I remember that game, I think Seattle just beat the crap out of us on the field, on the scoreboard. And just physically they were hurting our players. They always do. Uh, But but I think the reason, I think as Pete was mentioning why this game kind of added more insult to injury or added some salt to the wound or however you want to put it is because I think as Paulo was saying, this is the, the lowest we've seen Seattle in, in I think in the last 10 years, they're not in playoff contention. They're not going to win the division. You know, the, the team is falling apart. They don't, they don't have beast mode. The Legion of boom is gone. They don't have, you know, just aside from DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson, who there, you know, is rumored to potentially be on his way out, or you know, or wants to get traded to New York, whatever it may be, they should be the complete opposite of the 49ers, right? We're supposed to be on the rise. We have, you know, a young quarterback, talented, you know, um, receivers, a young head coach compared to the mummy that is freaking Pete Carroll. God dang it. <laughs> But so I really thought, man, this, this is it. I mean, I even mentioned saying we could potentially put the nail on the coffin on the on this yeah. whole Seahawks dominance or whatever. But you know, it's exactly right. As we were watching the game, we kept saying, like, let's kind of let's try not to get excited. We've seen this movie before, and it just for whatever reason, it just seems to catch us, uh, catch us. And it kind of reminded me of my son right now. He's he's really obsessed with with wanting to watch Toy Story over and over <laughs> again. Dudes. <laughs> and it's kind of like no 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 matter how many times you play the movie, it's not going to change, right? I mean, you know, Buzz is going to come into Woody's life, and they're going to be you know <laughs> enemies at first, and then for best friends or whatever. You know what's going to happen, but you still you know for some reason get excited or you laugh at the same jokes over and over again. And it was just like we've said it over and over again, like a broken record. You know, we're we're winning, we're losing, or we're getting close. Can we pull it off? Can we pull it off? And of course not. There's missed penalties, there are dumb turnovers, or you know, dumb interceptions, and we lose. And even though we know how the movie is gonna end, it still you know hurts just the same. God damn it, man. Yeah, I mean they they were a wounded animal. Or even worse, it's like a hand tied behind their back or, or you know, kind of like when you're playing with your kids, when you wrestle with them, you get on your knees. <laughs> you know, it just feels yeah. like they they were not even at 50% and, and they just kind of stuck their hand out and we were swinging that air. And um, I mean, because our hopes were not just that we beat them. We, we had hopes that we would stomp them, yep. right? Because we, we've beat them before, not a lot. No, but we've never stomped them. on them like they've stomped on us. And man, you know, it, it just sucks. It sucks admitting it. You know, if if uh, I were a Seattle fan and I was listening to us, I'd be laughing and I'd be happy about it. Unfortunately, yeah. it's what it is, and we didn't catch catch them like we wanted to at, at their worst right here. So, what, what sucks the most too that is that if this is Wilson's last game that he played against the Niners and he leaves, then even if we beat him next year or the following year, it'll still feel good. But right now, I feel like it won't be the same just because no, we, be. we we didn't beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. Like, you know, if we would have dominated and beat the crap out of them, I mean, you, you, it's like, what with the, what do they call this league? You know, what have you done for me lately? Like, you, you have a short-term memory. And you just, you know, go back to what, what happened the most, you know, recent event. 
And, you know, it would have felt good just to, you know, beat him and dominate him, you know, and have Russell Wilson, you know, just beat. So it, it sucks, you know, just for that, I hope he does come back and we were able to beat him. But at the same time, it's like I'm no. tired of getting whooped by him. <laughs> Even with our best team, we still struggle anyways. I mean, I, yeah. I, I bid Russell Wilson farewell, you know. Hope he, hope he goes to New York or maybe Miami, who knows. Yeah, even though he wasn't 100% and you could tell, and that's why they've been losing, he's still head and shoulders above Jimmy G, and that's been the problem. And we'll get into it. We'll get into quarterback talk, but um, be, before we do, we'll try to get into like maybe one or two positives here, and, and the rest isn't going to be too pretty. Uh, we'll start off by saying our, our game predictor metric were, and myself were right. <laughs> you know, I, I did predict a loss, even though I was hoping for a win. The GPM is now seven and five and has a better record than the Niners. So maybe we, we will keep it after all. <laughs> uh, we were thinking we might retire it, but we'll, we'll let it play out this season. You know, it's seven and five. You know, it's predicted a few times. It's uh, been, it's been close to Yeah, and it's been close. Um, and we're working on it. So it's it's pretty cool to, to see. It just sucks when it's right and, and we don't like the outcome. I think so. The positive that we can take from this game is that we still have an 81.4% chance to make the playoffs. So even though Seattle took our souls, they didn't take our chance to make the playoffs, even at, even at six and six. Um, even if we lose the next game to the Bengals, I think we'd still be in that seventh seed uh, due to tiebreakers. But we yeah. can we can talk a little bit more about that. Let's see. I have the playoff picture here in front of me. We are so Washington now is the six seed with a six and six record because they have a better conference record than we do. We're the seventh with the same record. On the bubble are the Eagles, who are six and seven. So they're one game behind us, but we beat them head to head. Mm -hmm. And then the Vikings, which are five and seven. So the chances again, 81.4% are still really high as long as we don't completely shit the bed Mm -hmm. that we make the playoffs, you know. It's good to make it to the dance, but me being more on the re- realistic and pessimistic side, I don't see this team going far. And, and again, it's going to feel like a wasted season with Jimmy G. Um, but and why don't we just get into Jimmy G before we talk about the other things? You know, he wasn't maybe the main reason we lost, but he was a damn big reason we did. Um, I'll start with you, Carlos. What was your take on Jimmy G's play? I mean, Jimmy G, the main thing that came popped to my head was, you know, this is the veteran quarterback that a lot of um, a lot of folk on social media defend tooth and nail and like they act like he won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs or he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, and, you know, the veteran quarterback that Kyle Shanahan, you know, believes that he can win with and enough that he wants to keep. Lance on the bench, but man, does he continue to make rookie mistakes or just the same, same old, same old. It's like, man, like it's the same damn interception over and over (laughs) and over again. And what am I talking about? The throw down the middle where he doesn't come. He doesn't at all see the linebacker. Some, I don't know how he doesn't see the linebacker. Uh, but it's just right down the middle. He that's one of his signature interceptions. Short slant where he's trying to hit down the middle interception. His other signature interception is where he overthrows uh, a receiver. Not not in a not in a deep throw. Not in a deep throw, but where he just throws it too high. It sells over the receiver and lands into the safety's hands. It's like the same. Signature interceptions find themselves appearing in the worst possible time, the worst possible games. And it's just like, come on. Uh, And then finally, the other thing, too, is that he continues, continues to make the wrong reads and continues to just miss wide open receivers and tries to force it to either his first read or I don't know what, what he's thinking. But the one that comes to mind is where he had a Sherfield wide open, but he tried to force it to Kittle, uh, which and I think what was like a post in the middle. He threw it to him. I think Kittle just jumped up and tried to knock it down with one hand, but he had Sherfield wide open, and he just he just didn't see. I don't know. It's just really, really, 
really frustrating. And I, again, do not see the veteran presence or the veteran advantage that's supposed to come with, you know, with him and his $25 million salary as opposed to rolling with Lance. So um, it's just, I'm sick of it. I I'm, I'm really am. Tony, what do you want to add to that? <clears throat> yeah, Carlos made a lot of great points there. I mean, all I could add, add to that, I mean, in addition to the really bad interceptions that Jimmy threw, and I mean, they're bad. When Jimmy throws a pick, it, it's it's not like, man, the defender made a good play or, you know, it's maybe a contested ball. They're ugly interceptions, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's He just completely doesn't see the players, and it, it, it's bad. I mean, to me, what stood out was he, he was terrible in, in the pocket. You know, he, he's really stiff, and I don't understand why he he's like a statue. He doesn't move. Um, the one play to me that comes to mind is that throw to, I believe it was juice. He threw it really, I mean, I think juice caught the ball, but it was just a really high ball. If he hits him in stride, you know, maybe it's a touchdown or, or, or just, you know, a bigger gain. And uh, if it was, it was along the left sideline, juice yeah. made, a, made an attempt to catch it, but he ended up dropping it. Oh, he dropped the it. ground. Yeah. Okay. He dropped it. I, I just remember it was a, it was kind of like a high ball and it was, you know, yeah. he, he was open. The, the, the play was there for him to make, but. It's, it's just a story of Jimmy G's career. You know, he's just an average quarterback. He's not a terrible quarterback, but he, he'll, he'll never be, you know, anything more than average. You can argue some games he, he's above average. He's good, but, you know, it's just Jimmy G. He's average. He's not going to win you games. Yeah, it's like we've said, you know, we've been consistent on our take on Jimmy G, and we always talk about well, we're going to shit on Jimmy G. And we laugh because we won the game, but and we know fans are on on his nuts, so to speak. <laughs> but but it's the same Jimmy G, you know. It's like we keep quoting Trent Williams when he says Jimmy's Jimmy. Um, you know, we've been consistent in in criticism of him. We've been consistent in saying it should have been Trey Lance from the beginning, and and we've been consistent in saying we don't see this team winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy anyway. You might as well develop the rookie. So I feel. That you know, not necessarily vindicated, but you know, hopefully fans can see that it's he plays the same way, and it just depends whether our star players step up or not, and whether yep. we limit mistakes exactly. or not. And um, you know, the defense gave us a lot of opportunities, even though they didn't play that great either. Uh, but let me let me talk about a little bit more on Jimmy G on his interceptions. You know, Carlos mentioned that first one; he didn't see number fifty-four, that great linebacker from from Seattle. Um, oh man, I'm blinking out on his Wagner. name. Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I hate that guy, but he's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Russell Wilson. So Shanahan said that Jimmy made a mistake there, obviously, that he should have it should have been a second window throw. And I think what he means by that is he needed to have been patient and waited for the receiver to clear Bobby Wagner before he threw it. Um, and you know, he just didn't see him or he panicked. He panicked, whatever the reason. His second interception. The linebackers dropped back, and Jimmy G tried to throw throw it over the linebackers, and he ended up overthrowing it and and uh, hitting their <laughs> safety instead. And Shanahan said that he should have seen the linebackers dropping back and taking the check down instead. Um, and this reminds me of a breakdown of a film breakdown that Kurt Warner did. You guys should check it out if you can on YouTube, uh, where he talked about. Jimmy G and going through progressions versus reading the defense. So those are two different types of offenses that you can have. And he thinks that Jimmy G just goes through his progressions. And what that means is like, he'll check his first receiver. Let's just say his first target. And if he thinks he's open, he's going to let it rip regardless, almost regardless of what the defense is doing. And, and, and then if not, he'll get to a second progression and third, but what Kurt, what Kurt Warner said about reading the defense is looking at the defense, where the safeties are, where the coverage is, coverage is at, whether you have more players on one side of the field or another. And then from there, so this is like pre-snap, reading the defense and understanding where your opportunities are going to be and then going through your progressions that way. And Jimmy G just doesn't seem to do that. I don't know if it's because it's Jimmy G and he doesn't get it or if that's the way that Shanahan coaches it, where Shanahan says, just trust me, they'll be open here. If not, they'll open here. Uh, whatever the case, Jimmy G's been in this league for a long time. He keeps making the same mistakes over and over again. It's unacceptable. We need to move on, and that's why the Niners traded up to pick Trey Lance. So it's it's just a matter of time, like we've been saying. We're waiting for oh, the Lance man. era to begin at some point. Yep. And even though there's 
analysts out there or Twitter fans out there that keep pointing how Jimmy G is so efficient, how he's the best third down quarterback, how he's comparable to Mahomes mm. when you look at EPA no. and PFF <laughs> and all this. It's like, you know, miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> he doesn't pass the eye test. The eye test is first and foremost. Not only that, but just to to um, to add to everything you're saying, right? It's in, in Kyle Shanahan and his responses. He's pretty much saying, like, yes, Jimmy G made a mistake. He should have seen the linebackers drop, and he should have done the checkdown. In this situation, yes, Jimmy G should have been a second win the throw. He threw it too soon. So what what pisses me off about this is that Trey Lance vaulted over Justin Fields because he was being just uh, glorified in terms of how smart he was, how he could pick up the offense, how he he can read and process information so quickly, all these things that clearly Jimmy G is lacking. And it just, uh, again, is like, why the fuck do you continue to roll Jimmy G out there then? Like, I don't know if as fans were frustrated, I could only imagine Shanahan kind of looking at the film saying, this play would have worked if you would have done what a quarterback should do. Read the linebackers. They're dropping, dump it off. This is a second window throw. Wait for it. Boom. You got him. I don't know, man. Like Maybe maybe the answer is something we, we don't really want to hear. Maybe the answer is that Trey Lance is just not where he needs to be. Uh, that maybe he's he, he wasn't reading defenses as well during training camp and, and preseason. Um I feel, I hope this is not true, but with Shanahan, you know, outsmarting himself, thinking he was going to do something with Lance, more like Lamar Jackson, and then quickly realized that wasn't going to work and, and and therefore didn't really pick the best quarterback. Like we thought he would be evaluating the quarterback position, kind of like how he evaluates the wide receivers and he passed on so many talented receivers to, to get Jalen Hurd because he saw him <laughs> as an offensive weapon. Right, you know what I mean. You know where I'm going yeah, with this. Yeah, I see. Did he yeah. think he was gonna be able to use Lance like, uh, like essentially like Lamar Jackson and run him around? Because that's what we saw in that first game against the Lions with that quarterback uh, power or up the middle that just was not getting anywhere. And then the whole he, Cardinals game, and the Cardinals game, and so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried, but I still rather see the rookie and let's start trying to develop him because it's already too late. We picked them. We got to go with them. Yeah, and and at this point, you know, we've already said this before, but it just feels wasted because by the time now, who knows when Lance starts, it's going to be, what, maybe two years since he, he's played consistently as a starter? Yeah, he only that's, played one game in 2020. That's that's pretty pretty terrible to, to his development. Yeah, and, I, I, go ahead, Tony, go ahead. I was going to say, and there's no way, you know, from what I saw from Lance in his, you know, in his start and, and other plays in the preseason – he the mistakes that he'll make, Jimmy G's already making them. And we've said this multiple times. And it seemed like he was getting better as the game went on. So to me, it was like, man, just imagine if we had given Lance a full offseason dedicated just to him and this full season, you know, with with already with the supporting cast that we had and all the players we brought back, he would be have been so much farther along than than what he is on the bench right now. I don't care what any Twitter fans say that oh sitting on the bench to get what other play. man Jimmy G sat behind Tom Brady for a couple of years and he, Jimmy G Four still years. sucks so yeah. can miss me with that too. <clears throat> yeah, I I, I think uh, just to to add my final two cents to 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 that is that even if Trey Lance were to make say additional rookie mistakes, he's a rookie, but I guarantee you that Trey Lance would also make one or two or more wow plays where he, yeah. he extends a play, runs for a first down, or just you know just guns it in there, or takes a deep shot for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um. So that's why I'm sick of seeing you know this Jimmy G offense because you know what you can expect, just passes down the middle, intermediate. That's it. 
Yeah. No, no, no extra sauce or extra flash. He's not going to scramble. Or hey, he, he had the 20 the yard touchdown pass to Kittle, and, and Twitter lost its mind. What? 20 <laughs> <laughs> yard pass. Dang. Yeah. Seattle basically shut our run down, and that's the key to victory for any team that we're playing is shut down the run and make Jimmy G try to beat you. And, you know, that's what it came down to. So, so let's talk a little bit about the bigger picture here about our boy, our head coach, Kyle Shanahan. Even if we do have the right quarterback, do we trust he's the right coach going forward? We just keep getting back to these undisciplined games with terrible penalties. Granted, some of them were horrible calls by the ref, but still um, terrible penalties, just you know, turnovers again. If the run game is not working, it seems like everything else just kind of falls apart. And, the, and, and also just questionable roster decisions, right? We already talked about Jimmy G. But Josh Norman keeps getting put out there, and even though he's he's pretty terrible, um, you know, uh, Travis Benjamin, we've kept him around as well, and he seems to jump uh, Trent Sherfield sometimes, or or Juwan Williams. It just doesn't make sense. Juwan Jennings. <laughs> I mean, Juwan Jennings. Yeah. So what are I, your guys? Think... What are your guys' thoughts on on Shanahan? How he handled the game? I and... think with 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 Kyle, um, my gut feel at this point is that um, he has the players always playing hard for him. They never quit on them. Um, he drafts up good game plans and everything, but I think where he needs to be relieved of his duties is in terms of the general management um, and picking players type decisions. And I almost feel like he, he, he can't, make the call in terms of the quarterback as, as you know, pathetic as that sounds, but I almost feel that our season would be in better shape, you know, uh, had Jimmy G's in injury kind of prolonged or been more or severe Lance, or if Lance didn't get injured or if Lance didn't get injured because the decision would have been made for him. Um, that's where I feel that Kyle just doesn't, at this point, doesn't ha- doesn't have the ability to call the shots and be like, you know, we're rolling with Lance, you know, F what the veterans in this locker room may feel or think, if that's even true. I know what's best for this team. I know what's best for my offense. You know, I handpicked Trey Lance for a reason. Um, and I don't know, I just think that Lynch needs to uh, um, step in and, be more of the general manager and, you know, and, you know, I don't know, I think take Kyle's input, but ultimately have more say into it just because I feel that Kyle just doesn't make the right decisions. I don't even know if, if, you know, if Lynch would be the one I'll say this, you know, Kyle, the offensive coordinator is good. And we know that, you know, just right. You know, from what Carlos said, his game plans are good. The plays are there. Um, and, you know, to me, it just seems Jimmy G has been missing or he'll overthrow, underthrow, whatever. He, he's not he's not reading the defense right. The plays are there. But Kyle, the head coach. Yeah. Is it's just been terrible. I mean, let's let's be honest. Kyle, the head coach, you know, 2019 aside, I'm tired of talking about 2019. You know, that was kind of like an anomaly. It, it, it was everything kind of went our way. Besides that. Kyle, the head coach, has made bad decision after bad decision and continues to do so. Like I said, and I don't even know if John Lynch would have to be the one to step up. That's why when Robert Sala left, I was hoping they would bring in another coach with head coach experience like Wade Phillips. You know, Just somebody else to, to bring into the locker room that knows the game that maybe can can kind of, I guess – I don't know, push Kyle or, or, or argue with Kyle on, on certain roster decisions, but I, but I agree, you know, some, something needs to be done in terms of, you know, how much power he has over the team and, you know, maybe bringing someone in, bringing somebody in to, to make those decisions for him. Yeah. I think we are on the same page there. 
And as far as this game, like you said, he, he was making the right calls. Jimmy G just wasn't really executing, but there was that really stupid questionable fourth and one. Oh, yeah. Which oh, we God. actually got bailed out on because there was an <laughs> illegal snap of the ball, uh, which gave us an opportunity to punt. Otherwise, we had been stopped short because it was like what, like a zone. It was a read option with Jimmy G. And I think he wasn't supposed to keep it either. No, I think he was. He was supposed to I keep think it, which it was makes designed. it worse. It was designed for him to keep it, and it was just terrible because we have a quarterback that can do a much better job of that. And uh, so he got bailed out big time on that. Otherwise, we'd be but, shitting on him even but, more. And I know people were saying Trey Lance should have gone in on that play. But to me, if I'm the defense and Trey Lance comes in, it's just so obvious that you know he, he's a run threat. So I, I think you feel like you're almost expecting him to keep it. So it's like, you know, when you're the outside, the, the defensive end or the outside linebacker, you're, you're kind of just expecting it. But it's different when Lance is the main quarterback because then the whole game, it's kind of like a guessing game. Like, you yeah. know, you have to take that into account. But when you're – that's why we, we said that these packages wouldn't work because when you bring in a, a quarterback like Lance, it's almost kind of like, you know, you know what's coming. Yeah. If he's not changing it up enough, yeah, you're right. So I think one of the one of the things that we we still haven't talked about is what we what I believe and I you guys probably agree is the main reason we lost this game is because special teams is is trash. Our special teams Man. suck. Uh, you know, the main thing is that freaking fake punt that went and sent for seventy five yards. No one was even close to getting that guy. I was expecting a fake punt, and I'm one of those fans that I'm always saying watch the fake right because. Why wouldn't you be prepared every game, especially with a desperate team like Seattle? And sure enough, they faked it. Boom. Touchdown. And they just took the momentum back that we had just. Uh, yeah, it was we, three and out. It was a three yeah, and out. It was a great three and out series. And then our coverage sucks. Uh, I know that Trenton Cannon, unfortunately, he got injured. And thankfully, it wasn't as serious as it looked uh, when we watched it. And it, I think it's just a concussion. I mean, the ambulance went on the field. That was oh yeah, that that was that was pretty bad. And and so Travis Benjamin came in and he just he fumbled the ball in the kickoff for the second half and gave Seattle another opportunity. Robbie Gold, also Mister Automatic, automatically misses uh, extra points now. Um, missed the extra point. I think he had missed a field goal in the previous game. Yeah, he missed a field goal in the previous game against the Vikings. That almost cost us as well. It, it's it's just terrible. Our our special teams did not help at all, and it's going to continue to be a problem going forward. Yeah, I think that's one. Good, that's a, a a good thing about the GPM. I think is that in our analytics, it, it does take into account special teams, um, and it played a humongous role in this game. Um, and you you can't just you know, disregard special teams. Special teams is one of those units where um, if you're talking about it, it's either because it was a huge play, like a punt return or a kickoff return, or it was a huge blunder. I mean, um, it, yeah. it, it's, you could argue it maybe decided the this game, right? I mean, that take away that, that touchdown, you know, maybe 49ers win, but that's two weeks in a row, right? With the Vikings too, they, they returned one all the way and, Yep. And, I don't know. I don't know. And what also the heck. two weeks in a row where the gold misses something. Yep. He misses an extra yep. point or he misses a field goal. So So I don't know what the heck Richard Hightower's doing. You know, Pablo probably says too much rap music at practice. The, the, God I don't damn know. It. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> These youngsters. All right. Well, let's wrap up this post game. I'm tired of talking about it. Let's wrap up with studs and duds and any other final thoughts you might have. For me. I'll say, obviously, Kittle, nine receptions, 181 yards, yeah, finally, two touchdowns, game. huge game. Al Shire, 11 tackles, half a sack, fumble recovery. He was awesome. And, of course, he almost Bosa, got an interception, he... too. Almost yeah, he got did. an interception. Oh, he almost did, yeah. And, of course, uh, Bosa, Carlos's boy, um, always getting a sack per game. Unfortunately, Nicky he's D. the only one, man. If we had just one more, if, if Ford would come back or someone else would put some pressure. <laughs> thought, well, we had some other – I don't know. Were they sacks? But – I thought, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's if just not consistent. Think, it's not I think consistent. Arm, Arm said it. I think got a sack. Didn't yeah, he? I, I think, think he I did. Think Arm said had one. Yeah. yeah. It's just not a consistent pressure, though. No. Uh, unfortunately, Ayuk Ayuk was a dud for me. He he dropped. I think he was dropping passes, critical ones. He, he was just not. He was off, and and that hurt us big time with with Debo out. 
So any anything else to add, guys, I, to this on Seattle? No, I mean, the, the, my final thought on Seattle is they will they will own us <laughs> until <laughs> until Russell Wilson leaves, or if Trey Lance can prove to be he is the one. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, it's just uh, saw on our wound. It was you just can't say enough how how terrible of a loss the, our losses are to Seattle and. And yeah, you kind of hope you you get another shot at it, but man, it's been a decade, a decade. Yep. Fuck that shit, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, Tony, take it away. Let's yeah, move forward. Let's move on to maybe something more, a little bit more positive. Bengals pregame, uh, just just some injury updates. So Manuel Mosley and Debo Samuel are still out. Uh, there's a chance that Debo will play. Um, the Manuel Mosley injury is huge because without him, I think maybe it was a Dante Johnson might be starting. I don't know who the heck is going to take his place or maybe, uh, Demo. Dante Johnson's our most decent corner <laughs> after, after Mosley. How scary no, is he, had a, would, he had a fumble recovery. I would say K1 yeah. Williams is. Well, yeah, but he's okay. nickel. He's a nickel. Yeah. He's already playing. Josh Norman sucks, uh, and then our rookies. I mean, they're rookies, and they're, they don't play well. I well, think the, well Demo we, got man, benched. Demo got benched after and we, he came Embry Thomas can't even make an, an appearance, man. Yeah, on special, he's on special teams. <laughs> now, I'll say we, well, we have big trouble in little Chinatown in San Francisco with Mosley out, a reference yeah. to, a, to an old-school 80s movie there, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, anyway, yeah, Mosley out is huge for me. I think... Uh, we can't count on our defense. No. They're just going to tee off on, on the corners big time. Yep. Let's see. Uh, other players that didn't practice. Uh, Mitchell with the concussion knee. Uh, Maurice Hurst. Uh, Trenton Cannon with that pretty scary concussion injury. But it seems like he, he's doing okay. At first, I, I was just hoping he wasn't paralyzed. But yeah. it yeah. seems, seems like he, he's doing a, a bit better. Um, obviously, Debo already mentioned. Drake Greenlaw also didn't practice. Limited Jeff Wilson Jr., who I know a lot of people were hyped to see him return. Man, Jeff Wilson Jr. I told you guys, and I, I think he, he had like a, a knee flare up or something before the game. Yeah. And Shanahan said that when that happens, it, it just continues to bother him, so he didn't even play. And I unfortunately started him in, in fantasy, so there was the jinx. Yeah, that's what it was. was. And just for a future reference for everybody, just stay away from 49ers players. Like, I'll, <laughs> besides maybe Debo, Debo I'll, be, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be honest, you just, it, you're just better off, you know. Don't tell Carlos that. <laughs> he, he drafts the whole team. He drafts the whole team. Uh, full go at practice, Fred Warner, which is good. Uh, so he'll be back next to Al Shair. Or uh, how do you pronounce it? Alshire. Alshire. They better switch contracts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was actually seeing that they were in talks to uh, to extend Alshire. So they better. That, they that, should. That, they that better, be man. So you know that that would be a good linebacker tandem going forward. Warner, Alshire, and then obviously Greenlaw, who, who who's out playing. You know uh, Alshire until he got kind of healthy, and that would be a good a uh, good trio there. And then other signings, the 49ers signed running back Brian Hill. No idea who he is. And they released safety Tony Jefferson. They're just, I guess, some practice squad moves. And then moving on to the tail of the tape. The Bengals are currently 7-5 and five and second in the AFC North, right behind the Ravens, who are 8-4. and four. Um, And they've actually kind of lost to some bad teams. I was taking a look at their schedule, so let, let, let's go through it. Uh, so they beat Minnesota in overtime, 27 to 24. Lost to the Bears, 20 to 17. They beat Pittsburgh, 24-10. They beat Jacksonville, 24-21. Lost in overtime to Green Bay, 25-22. Beat the breaks off of Detroit, 34-11. Then beat the breaks off Baltimore, 41-17. That's an impressive one. Yeah, and then they lost to the Jets. I don't know what the heck happened there. Yeah. They lost 34-31. I think that's the game. Um, was it Mike? What's the name? Mike White? Yeah. I think maybe that was the game he threw like four touchdowns or something. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> um, they lost to Cleveland 41-16. They beat the Raiders. Beautiful. 32-13. to Beat the Steelers 41-10. to And then 
Uh, most recently, they lost to the Chargers 41 to 22. So they've lost to some bad teams, Chicago, the Jets. Um, I mean, they got slaughtered by the Browns. Yeah, yeah, slaughtered by the Browns. But they've also, when they've been, I guess, some of the ones they've won, they've they've really ran up the score. Yeah, um, they can score. They could score points. They, but they don't really have such a great offensive line. Yeah. So they... Yeah, offensive line. And I think also Joe Mixon has been kind of in and out of uh I guess his, his health status is kind of week to week at times. Um, let's go to total offense and yards per game. 49ers are currently ranked 12th and 14th points per game. The Bengals are 14th in yards per game and 7th in points per game. So they're pretty up there. Total defense yards per game. 49ers are pretty up there. They're 6th and 20th in points allowed per game. Bengals 15th in yards per game and 12th in points allowed per game. Turnover differential, 49ers still suck pretty bad. They're 23rd uh, with negative four, 14 takeaways, 18 giveaways, and the Bengals are 20th uh, with the negative two turnover differential, 17 takeaways, and 19 giveaways. And moving on to the GPM. Paulo, you want to cover it? Yeah, everyone's excited. They want to know what the GPM saying since it was correct last week. <clears throat> All right. So for our uh, different categories, it looks like. Let me bring it up here. It's the GPM is giving the 49ers the advantage at quarterback. No, that's not right. Not at quarterback. <laughs> at head coach, overall offense, and and that's pretty much it. Um, so it's giving the advantage to the Bengals on quarterback, overall defense, and of course special teams. And I don't even know if I would give them the offense. I mean, besides the Bengals' offensive line, I mean Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase was having a crazy rookie season. I mean, Bengals. Bengals have some some pretty pretty good offensive weapons. Don't and doubt the GPM too much. So uh, let me let me talk a little bit about that. You hit on it. They're not really good at running the ball at run blocking um, yards per, per attempt. They're terrible at pass block. I think they get sacked quite a bit. They do have some good talent on there, like you said, wide receivers and obviously the quarterback. Um, they do turn the ball over a lot, but they when they get in the red zone, they are very efficient. They're up there with the Niners at scoring. So the key is to keep him out of the red zone and uh, try to get to Burrow before he, he gets rid of the ball. Um, on defense, um, they come up with a better defense on the GPM than us. They're, they're really good at stopping the run, so that's a concern. Um, they're pretty good at causing turnovers compared to our team, which isn't so good at that, although in the last few games they've, they've stepped it up. Um, they, they put a lot of pressure on the quarterback and get sacks. They're up there in sacks as well. And they're highly ranked at red zone defense and at not allowing uh, touchdowns to be scored uh, as well. So those are some of the areas where that we give a lot of weight where they outscore the 49ers. And so the GPM saying, unfortunately, it's predicting another loss for the 49ers by around four points. Last week, I predicted a loss by 5.8 or 6, and it was close. We lost by 7. Um, so let's hope it's wrong, but this time I think I'm I'm probably going to agree with it, though, again. <laughs> <laughs> and Vegas has the 49ers actually as favorites by 1.5 points, so not by much, but they do have the 49ers as favorites. And I'm surprised. Why, yeah, Vegas, for some they're, reason... They, they're Niner fans. Like they're Niner, Niner fans. fans. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, surprised. Wanna, I'm a bit surprised they wanna, there. They want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Carl, Carlos is running Vegas. because there's All these, all these odds. <laughs> he, they're, they're predicting Trey Lance is going to come in in the second <laughs> half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to be a dick, but I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that Jimmy G like chokes or pulls a hamstring or, yeah. you know, it, or it'll <laughs> it'll It'll take him getting hurt for, for Lance That's to why. Come that's in. what I'm saying, man. Oh. What I can still envision, guys, let's count the games. There's one, two, three, four, five games left. If we can just get Trey Lance to take over, you know, starting with the second half of the Bengals game, <laughs> we can come out with a victory. 
maybe, just maybe, Kyle Shanahan can pull the trigger and roll with Lance the rest of the way. Uh, if for some reason Jimmy G is just is, is hurt and he can't get back and Lance shows enough, you know, to keep it yeah. going. Because I honestly believe if we can get into the into the dance with Trey Lance, we can make the other teams dance. <laughs> I, I don't want to say it's too little too late, but I think it had, had Lance played from the beginning, like we have been saying, yeah. I would say yes. Like, you know, if we get into the playoffs and Lance has been playing this whole time, he's been developing this whole time, you know, maybe we don't win the Super Bowl, but, you know, maybe – like like Lloyd says, you're you're telling me there's a chance, you know. There's, but at this point, I just don't know if the remaining weeks are are, are enough for for Lance to kind of. Um, I, I, I think know, I think develop. it is. If you look back at Justin Fields, Mac Jones, it took him about like I think by the third or fourth game, whereas where you can see when did you know, I was gonna say when did Kaepernick come in for for Alex Smith in that season. That that he where Smith got the concussion. It was kind of late. Mm, uh, no, I would think it's it probably more towards the middle of the season. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, five, more, years, five games is pretty significant, though. I would say four, even four games would be good. And and then from what I've been seeing, uh, I think it might have been from Matt Mayoko. He thinks the Niners can make it into the playoffs with only eight wins. We're six and six now, so that means that we just have to win two more games, and we probably get into the playoffs. So. So that's, um, I don't know. I, I I guess I'm just a, a helpless, optimistic. But yeah, I, <laughs> you are. I really I really think that if because they won't have that much film on Trey Lance or anything. That's true. I, I just think that if if Jimmy G can just do what he does and get hurt. <laughs> oh, bless. God damn it, man! I really think that Trey Lance can make going to the playoffs exciting. Just because I I just that would be awesome. It, yeah. We're we're not gonna go anywhere with Jimmy G. Not only that, but what I fear, or what I just it makes me want to vomit, is when I hear people talking about that that Jimmy G should come back and play next and, year. Like and, God, uh, those, those reports are out there. So what was it? Was it Peter King or that was because he, of the three game win streak? People were buying yeah. in. I think that's gonna no, but that gets shut down now. Yeah, if that man, we he or even people saying that he he. Bring him back. He's a serviceable backup, or he, you know, like, like not no, for what we're no, paying him. No, heck, no, man. You gotta get him out, man. I, I wouldn't mind him as a backup if he were to restructure. His, yeah, restructure his contract. That'd be fine with me. No, I, I agree with Carlos. I think it, it'd be awesome if we could get trade. I don't wish injury on Jimmy, but if we were to make the switch, we still have time for him to yeah. get four, three or four games in the regular season before the playoffs, and and it would it would definitely be more exciting. And give us a better chance. We know what we have with Jimmy, and and the team has to be perfect, and the run game has to be there, and that's just not going to happen every time. It's it's not something you can depend on. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm like I said, I'm not wishing any ill will on Jimmy G. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have a voodoo doll or anything. But I'm just saying, if you were to, you know, just nothing severe, just like pull a hamstring <laughs> or you know, or his groin or something. That's all I would take because I think that's what that would save Kyle Shanahan too because a decision would be made for him. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did, well, well, we, anything could happen. You never know with 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 Jimmy G and his injury history. But I guess focusing on the game, what do you guys think are the keys to victory for the 49ers? I'll start with uh, Pablo. Uh, I think the same things that we've been saying before, like like we said, Jimmy G needs everything to go perfectly for for the Niners to win. So don't commit the stupid interceptions or fumbles. Don't you know? Stay away from the stupid penalties as well. So in other words, don't be so sloppy, right? And then so it's time of possession as well, which we lost against Seattle. They they beat us in the time of possession. Before that, we were dominating. We need the run game to work so we could convert third downs and stay on the field but i think the Bengals' defense is just going to be it's going to be tough sledding against them to, to run the ball and um so that, those would be the, the keys to victory is to, to do what they were doing before but again it's it's hard to be consistent that way uh for the Bengals, it's just take your shots down the field you know these corners without mosley oh, yeah and, and wreck out. You're either gonna get a penalty or you're gonna be, get a big play. It's what we were. It's what was happening before. So, 
man, and that, that one still hurts, man. Verrett, losing Verrett week one, yeah, it just sucks. Just cause the player he is, his caliber, and just kind of like the leader he was. That, that's that still really hurts, and I, and I still feel for for Verrett. Hope he's doing better. Carlos, what about you? I mean, I I think uh, the keys to victory can be copied and paste with Jimmy yeah, G at the, with, with Jimmy G at this point. There's nothing really much more I can add. So I think it's just we're we're gonna rise and fall with with Jimmy G. And if and if Debo is able to go and get the run game going, so which goes to tell you tell you a lot, right? Like win win or lose, Jimmy G is the same quarterback. He'll have pretty similar stats. You know, through through throughout the season, but when you have a a special kind of quarterback player, and you know things kind of aren't going your way, that's when those type of quarterbacks kind of go above and beyond and just give you that extra kind of push to win. And you know, Jimmy G just just isn't it. It's um, it's a quick strike offense too, with yeah. a legit quarterback that can throw a deep pass and, and get you seven points. You know, within 30 seconds, uh, we don't have that quick strike yeah. offense. It's the constipated offense we've talked about. It needs everything to go perfect. You got to have several plays, and it's just so hard to keep that up without making mistakes. Yep. So I, I think the Bengals win this game 31-28. You know, I'm, I'm giving credit to the Niners scoring 28 points here, but maybe they won't even score that much. Uh, I just don't don't see us beating uh, a more a, a more quality team like the Bengals, right? I mean, Seattle is just so bad. It's, I don't I don't know why I keep bringing them up. I, I got to stop. But... <laughs> and I think the Bengals are actually only the... Which other teams have we played with a winning record? I'm trying the to... Rams. The, the Rams. The Packers? The Packers well, have a winning record? The time record. Packers, that was week three. But yeah, Packers have a winning record. Cardinals, obviously. Cardinals. And that's the... it, but... The because the, the, the that we've beat or that, that we've, we've played. Well, I guess that we've both that we beat with the Vikings. Vikings? No, they were they had a five and five record when we played them. Yeah, I think we were both five hundred. Mm, so just the Rams, and that was a division game that we've beat. That's it. We, yeah, with the winning record, that's the only team we've beaten. So this is, I guess, only the third team that we've played this that we're gonna play this season with a winning record. Well, the Cardinals, we played them twice. Oh, yeah, and the Cardinals, yeah. Right, but we lost. Right, we lost, we, lost, we lost those games. And one of them, you know, without even their, their, their starters. With the B team. The B team. That I was... mean, this season, you can, so far, the low lights have been way lower than the highs, right? I think, oh. I mean, the, the high yeah. was the Rams game. Yeah. And Minnesota, maybe. But the lows, you know, going back to the way we lost against Green Bay, the, the way, the both times that we lost to the Seattle the second time that we lost to the Cardinals with their B team, the stupid loss against the Colts in the rain where Shanahan made the stupid comment saying that they didn't practice in the rain because it wasn't going to help them. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have over here, uh, Bill Belichick after the <laughs> game against the Bills saying, that's why we practice in this shit. You got <laughs> How do you not want to simulate the environment? That, that's just yeah, blows my done. mind. His mentality is, if you simulate the environment, you're not going to get good practice plays because they're not, you know, they're not always going to work. Well, no shit. That's what's going to happen in reality. <laughs> well, That's I don't, I don't remember. F- I don't freaking re- idiot, man. <laughs> I don't remember hearing about that. Did he yeah. did Shanahan say that? Yeah, that's what he said. He was asked during a press conference. His answer was that you don't get good practice out of it because it's raining and it affects the, the, the practice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to affect the game in the same way. You want to try to adjust as much as you can. It's, yeah. It's... You, you want to be prepared. Oh yeah. So that when you're, when you're playing the game, you're not experiencing something you've never experienced before. Right. Soft. We actually yeah. we looked like shit against the Colts uh, in the rain. It was terrible. Yeah. That was pretty terrible. And I was there to, to witness it in person. Soaked man. Soaked. Happy birthday, Tony. Man, you know, that's the other thing I was going to mention. <laughs> uh, all, all three of our birthdays are, are during the regular season, which is cool. But when the Niners lose, it just stings that much more when they lose on your birthday weekend. Like for Carlos this week. Well, the, the, Vi- the Vikings one was. No, no. Man, <laughs> man if, if David Goggins was a head coach, he'd be making the Niners practice in their water before the Colts game. Yeah. To prepare you for the goddamn rain. You think they'd be listening to music? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the only music they'd be hearing would be inside their head or whatever they want to <laughs> tune they want to play and david goggins right? get hard <laughs> all right carlos what's your what's your score prediction uh i'm predicting a 49ers victory like always uh 27 to 21 um and i i i think we're one to two interceptions away from at least no. seeing from at least <laughs> seeing a Trey Lance package or play. I, I, I don't think so. We haven't even seen a package, man. That's, a, That's why I, I think that we're yeah. another fail to check down, another overthrown pass. And I think Kyle Shannon has another, he better snap out of it, man. I don't think so. I think at this point, Kyle Shannon's just doing it for show. He'll, he'll go and talk to Jimmy on the sideline and. No, uh, man. I, no. I, I, as a competitor, it has to piss you off to make dumb mistakes and be losing like that, man. You miss me with that bullshit. I don't know. Uh, well, I, too, predict a 49ers win. I'm predicting they win 34-23. And the offense, the offense just runs up the score. Things are clicking. And I think our defense dominates. Uh, and we sack Joe Burrow. We get to Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you guys are right, but the GPM and I were both right last time. Huh? We'll see what happens this time. Oh, is there anything else you guys want to add to, to the Bengals 49ers game? It, it is an away game, and, and Seattle yeah. was an away game, but that almost doesn't count. Yeah, um, it's a division game. But it is an away game against the Bengals. We've done well on the road. Mm-hmm. In a way game that, uh, I guess for reference, did get flexed from 10 a.m. to yeah, 1. That's right. 25, uh p.m. That's right. You know, one thing we haven't said is Burrow got an injury to his pinky oh, in his last that. game. And I'm not sure what, what state he's in. But not that it matters because Wilson beat us up with the messed up finger. So. But that's something to keep an eye on if, uh, if it's mm-hmm. going to affect them at all. That's a... Great point. Carlos, anything else you want to add? No, I think uh, bring on the Bengals. Let's see. Let the chips fall where they may. And we'll see what happens. All right. I guess we'll go on to what else is going around the NFL. I know we already briefly brought it up, but man, that uh, Patriots-Bills game was some pretty crazy weather, which actually saves me. In one fantasy league, the person I was playing had Stefan Diggs and he needed like eight points, but the, the weather was just so bad. He, he didn't get, you know, as many chances. I ended up winning 80, 89 to 88 or something crazy like that. Lucky. But Mac Jones only threw, I think, three passes or attempted three passes, something crazy, some NFL record. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think the, what was the final score? 14 10, I think was the final score. Yeah, 14 <clears> 10. <throat> But man, I mean, the Patriots just keep rolling. I mean, I, I really am starting to believe they they they, they can make a, a legitimate run at this point. You know, yeah. to, to to maybe win it all. I really would not be surprised. They can. They they got a great defense, surprisingly good defense, and they're a disciplined, well coached team on offense. They they got really good running backs. Mm-hmm. And receivers don't disrespect my boy Kendrick Bourne like Miss that. Me K- with KB. KB. Yeah. But you know what? He might get a ring before the Niners yep. do. He might. And he's been, he's been playing well. He's been playing well. So I'm happy to see that for, for KB. Is there any uh, other games this, this Sunday that you guys are looking forward to? Hope the Seahawks lose. Nah, it doesn't even matter. Play. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even they're know. Play, they're playing the Texans. So it doesn't Texas. matter. Nah. It doesn't matter. I guess the Bills and the Bucks might be an interesting game. See if the Bills uh, bounce back. And, of course, it's Tom Brady, the one that got away twice. (laughs) Yeah, the Bills, I don't know. I guess it's kind of the same thing. I feel like the Patriots just kind of have their – Belichick has their number. I mean, that whole division, Belichick has locked down. I hope the the Cardinals beat the Rams. No. What? The Cardinals? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I that guess, would help us. Yeah, I guess that would help us. Here's a good one. The Cowboys against Washington. We hate the Cowboys, but we don't if we want to make the playoffs and have better chance, we don't want Washington to necessarily win. Mm. Who are you gonna cheer for there? 
That's true. I guess same thing with what uh, other teams that are in the hunt, which would be the Vikings, who are five and six, and the Saints. I think they're also five and six. No, the Vikings are five and seven. Mm, and the yeah, Eagles right. are you're the right. Eagles five are six and seven. And seven. Now the Saints, yeah, the okay, Saints, Saints are five are and seven, but seven. they're way down there. Okay. Falcons also five and seven. Panthers five and seven. Mm, okay. So you said right under us, you said it was the Eagles, right? Yeah, Eagles are six and seven, but we, we have the head to head tiebreaker there. And, right. and then the Vikings are after them and they're five and seven. And we also have, we have a tiebreaker. tiebreaker there. Again, we have to really shut the bed. I think we need to lose four of the next five to not make the playoffs. Damn. I think if we just win two, we probably were probably in. If we would have beat the, the Seattle, it's almost a guarantee. That would have been sweet, man. Kind yeah. Of Damn it, I said it again. I brought brought yeah. up <laughs> the Devils. Anything else, Carlos? Any games you're looking forward to? Just the 49ers or the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that about does it uh, for this episode of the 49ers Triumvirate Podcast. Hoping for a 49ers win. Hopefully, Pablo and the GPM are wrong. And hopefully, Carlos's fairy tale comes true and Lance comes in place for the rest of the season leads us into the playoffs and we'll see you from there but until next time this has been the 49ers triumvirate peace peace